fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. It is a pre-Friday celebration. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Getting you said almost for Memorial Weekend. Can you believe it? Right around the corner, one more day at it, and you can actually enjoy a three-day weekend, hopefully, and get out and enjoy the unofficial kickoff to summertime. Lots to get to today, lots to talk about. As always, welcome in broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very, very much. I I hate to start off a show like this on a bit of a down note, but i got to admit, I'm a little devastated today. Outside of, obviously, the downing news that we've heard throughout this entire week with the shooting down in Texas, which I'm not going to focus a lot of time on today. We're going to talk about it a little bit and then move on because it's hard for me to talk about it hard for you to think about it it's angering to everybody with the ongoing politicalness politicalization of the issue so i'm not going to spend too much time on it today as much uh, because we have a lot of other things to get to but i will mention it briefly outside of that one there's another piece of big news today that is absolutely devastating and one of my favorite actors of all time ray liotta dead at 67 today say what what the heck's going on in the world man Apparently, he was down in the Dominican Republic filming a movie called Dangerous Waters and uh, died in his sleep overnight. His uh, fiance was with him. They don't have a whole lot more information right now, but passed away at 67 years old. So thoughts and prayers out to Ray Liotta and his family. What a sad ordeal. I love, love Ray Liotta. He is one of those guys that could be the ultimate criminal but yet also have that little bit of softness to him. He was the hard ass that was really awesome. That was the super bad guy. He was the mafia type and he was the he was just a he was a perfect villain in the movies, but yet at the same time he showed a little bit of that softness. I know that people make fun of the movie, but uh Wild Hogs. Remember that one with Tim Allen, with John Travolta, with Ray Liotta as the kind of the bad guy. And at the end of it, where he's the hardened biker guy, he's got tattoos all over his neck and his face, and then he has the teal drop comes out when they do the the home makeover show of the bar, and uh, he's sitting there trying to be all Mr. Tough. Like, that's the perfect iconic moment for Ray Liotta. He was tough. He was hard. He was the criminal. He was the bad guy. He was perfect for it, but yet he showed that softness as well. So I am devastated. Another good one down. And... uh uh, thoughts and prayers out to the family on that one as well. So just another round of bad news all across the board. It's really sad. So we got a lot to get to today. Yes, we will talk briefly about the issue going on in Texas and what's moving forward with this one as we try to recollect ourselves from the last few days. Bottom of the hour, no guests today. You and I, chit in the chat, just meandering over each other to the side of the bar, having a pint and talking about the latest events on this program. That's really what we do on this show, let's be honest. I mean... We're not experts in anything. We just try to cover the basis on our expertise and knowledge and do it in a semi-entertaining way to hopefully have you stay tuned for most of the program. Uh, we have some serious issues to talk about, though, outside of the shooting and the gun control issue they're trying to push is this food shortage, which is a serious thing. We do need to start paying more attention to it. We do need to be a bit more concerned about it than what we have in the past, and we'll do that here 
on the show as well. But with this ongoing shooting, I guess we can get into our What's Trending story of the day. What's Trending Today? So more news is starting to come out from the shooting little by little. And while I'm... I got to admit, I've been having a really difficult time with this one. It hits us all really hard every time we hear about a school shooting, but this one has been a little bit tougher. I don't know why. Maybe it's the amount of children. Maybe it's just the fact that I have a daughter the same age or, you know, I don't know what it is, but this one's definitely been rough to talk about. Very emotional for a lot of individuals and for obvious reasons. But now we're starting to see more information come out and things just are not quite adding up. The things that make you go, hmm. Right now, we're getting word that first and foremost, his grandmother that he ended up shooting before going to the elementary school is going to survive. She was shot in the head. Apparently, he's a terrible shot or something and hit her, but she was in uh, emergency care or in the uh, intensive care, and she's going to survive. She's okay. According to the media and MSN.com, which you can take them with a grain of salt, they have tried to reach out to the parents, and the parents said they do not want to talk about their son or at least the mother said that. But now we're starting to see everything unfold here. Between the bullying as a kid, being isolated, having some serious issues, posting weird things on social media, everything's starting to come together. And it's the typical fashion of the oddness in the scenario of why he would want to do this and then realizing that he was really a victim of a lot of different things. And he just finally lashed out and took it out on everybody, including shooting his grandmother and then taking it to an elementary school. So you can go down the road of talking about bullying, You can, which I still have a serious issue with the whole conversation of bullying because, number one, you're never going to end bullying And it leads into a deeper discussion that I think we need to get into. What we need to have is a conversation with parents, with the student to say, hey, you're getting bullied. Let's try and stop it. But here's how you manage it. Because a lot of people find different ways to manage it. I wasn't necessarily bullied when I was younger, although being a little bit smaller than I am, uh, just like skinnier and scrawnier, I guess, and, uh, you know, tall and lanky, I guess that I am (laughs) for the most part. I wasn't necessarily bullied But there were a couple that were just more intimidating and definitely tried to play that intimidation on me as a kid. And I found a way around that, which was talking my way out of situations. And look where that ended up with me. Trying to crack jokes, which I'm not necessarily a funny guy. I'm sarcastic, but that didn't really play in my favor when someone was potentially going to bully me. So, you know, I had to find my alternative ways to try and get around it. We cope in certain ways, and that's what we have to learn how to do and teach our children how to do. Because guess what? You can't change things that happen in society in the sense of like bullying or evil doers or bad stuff. You can limit it. You can try to curb it, but you're never going to eliminate it completely. That's why I like the war on terrorism. Okay, great. You're never going to end in ideology. It's an idea and it will always be there. We need to have the deeper conversations here. And the deeper conversation is there's a headline right now from the New York Post that talks about the angry young American male. On why the vast majority of shootings happen from angry young American males. And they say, why are there so many angry ones? And of course, they go down the road of we need, of course, the gun control, need to try and curb the guns and the amount of guns they can have and what age you're allowed to have them sort of thing, which I politely respond, you're an idiot, because if you push as a Democrat for voters To be able to vote at the age of 18, then you should be able to sign up for the military and drink a beer and purchase a firearm. You're 18. If you're old enough to have a voice on our constitutional republic, you're old enough to be considered an adult full on, 
full on. And I'm talking insurance. I'm talking driving a car. I'm talking smoking. I'm talking drinking. I'm talking military. I'm talking guns. You're an adult. Not this arbitrary. You can do this at this age, but you can't do this until this age. You're going to 18. Boom. You're an adult. Welcome aboard the rite of passage, which we don't have in society, unfortunately, in the United States. They do it in tribal communities with Native Americans or African communities where you have the rite of passage to go out and kill a lion and bring it back. And if you do it, then great. You're now an adult and you're now a man. Congratulations. We don't do that in society. Our rite of passage is going to college and seeing how many Jaeger bombs we can take down. And I'm here to tell you that's not the best way of an initiation into adulthood. Just throwing it out there. So let's talk about the angry young male for a second, shall we? Democrats, I'm here to tell you. Progressives, I'm here to tell you. You, as a progressive, you, as a Democrat, not to point the fingers here for the shooting, but on the grander 30,000-foot view of an issue right now, you have contributed largely, I would say majoritively almost, to the quote-unquote angry young American male. While they say all out there that, hey, you know what, this is only an issue with the United States, and there's mental health issues all over the world, and there's issues all over the world, why is it only in the United States that we see so many shootings and so many crazy things going on? This is a large factor for that conversation that we need to have. Because, yes, they're right. There's mental health issues all over the world. There are criminals all over the world. There are guns all over the world, although maybe you're right, not as accessible in certain countries as they are here, which really leads into the responsible gun ownership. But we've already had that conversation. Don't need to go down that road. But there's one thing that sticks out above anything else is that unlike the rest of the world, the progressives here have created the angry young American male. Look what we have to deal with. And I'm not trying to play as the victim of, oh, I'm a male, so I'm a victim in any way, shape, or form. But we have to look at what society has done to the young male at a very young age. In elementary school, with all that energy pent up for that five, six, seven, eight-year-old kid that wants to run around, that wants to play sports, that wants to jump up and down, that wants to just go absolutely crazy because they're a young kid that rightfully so has a lot of energy. What do we do? We sit them in the classroom for eight hours a day. And if they don't sit still and completely pay attention the entire time, we give them Ritalin and ADHD pills because, by golly, we need to calm them down for them to focus in the classroom. That's at the very beginning of the adolescence age of the 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10-year-old kid as a male especially. We have Dr. Vermel Green on the program all the time. She's a former uh, school administrator, and she wrote the book, Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, because men and boys need to be taught differently because they can't sit still for that long of a time. Most girls can't either. But boys predominantly are the ones taking the Ritalin and the certain ADHD pills to calm them down, to slow down their brain, because we apparently don't want that to happen in society. Let's take it a step further. Now you're starting to tell us that we're confused by our gender at that age. That same age, 7, 8, 9, 10 years old, that we're confused by our gender. If you really are confused and don't feel quite right, then we're here to help you to do a transition. Here's some steroids, here's some lack of steroids, here's some hormones, here's some girl clothes, here's some girl toys, here's some girl colors, because you need to embrace this. Now confusing the young children at a very young age, that's not good for the mental state. How about teaching us not to be men by teaching us the lack of family values? Having, you know, the adult activities with a girl at the young age there, getting someone pregnant, who's taking the responsibility for that? 
Instead, you on your side, which I find ironic crying out for kids' safety in the classroom, are promoting abortion and getting off scot-free on the responsibility of the actions that you chose to take. Tearing families away and tearing families apart by saying that, you know what, you need to work two, three, four jobs so you're not around your kids to teach them the proper family values. Instead, what do you do? You stick them in the TV in front of the TV screen with the violent video games or TV, which I'm not blaming those, and we talked about that before, uh, putting them in front of it for the pornography on the line, uh, online, putting them in front of there to watch uh, movies about drugs or sex or whatever else. Again, that's not the problem. But it's certainly contributing because we're not there to put it into perspective. I don't blame the movie or the music or the video game. I blame us not sitting there putting it into context and limiting that amount of exposure. We're also the ones that are blamed automatically from the Me Too movement. If there's an accusation from a girl about sexual assault or harassment, automatically we're at fault. We can't blame otherwise. We can't prove innocence. We are auto. Remember what they said during the hashtag Me Too movement was that we are. You have to believe the woman, which now we're starting to see the response of that with the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case. Starting to hear that with some of the stuff going on with females who have taken advantage of that to intentionally try to destroy the careers or education of students where they can't go to college anymore, losing their jobs all over. Why do you think that there's an increase in the largest rate of depression and suicide from men? Because you have confused them and boxed them into a corner and taught them how evil they are by their ultra-masculinity that you've created the angry young American male and then wonder why they finally explode and lose it and shoot up a school. I wonder why when you've created the scenario for them to do it. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I know it just blew the mind of a lot of individuals from the other side that don't like to hear the deeper conversation, but we're not here for bumper sticker arguments. We're not here for just the nice little Twitter hashtag to try and make us feel good or to present a bill just to go the simple road of, ah, guns are bad, let's go ahead and ban those, and all of a sudden everything will get better. Uh, We're here to actually talk about deeper conversations, which is what we do, and we just laid out, if you think that there is the angry young American male, let's ask the question, why? There is always a question that needs to be asked, and that is why. Whenever something doesn't make sense, you ask why. I remember as a kid, I'm sure many of you remember this as well, that when I was a young one and I didn't understand something or when my parents told me to do something or not do something, I would ask why. Why can't I do this? Why can't I go out with my friends? Why can't I go here? And my parents' response would always be, because I said so. And I don't like that. And I swore I would never do that as a parent. Because I said so. No, there's got to be a logical reason. Because if you're just saying no for the power trip, then I'm not okay with that. If there's a logical reason, then explain it to me. Because the way my mind works is I have to understand the connection from dot A to dot B. And then I can be like, okay, cool. And I'm all good. So I can understand it. My parents always did that to me. And it drove me nuts. No, just because you said so is not okay. And I swore that I would never do that. So when my daughter, who's seven, about to turn eight right now, I told her, I said, anytime we tell you to do something or not do something and it doesn't make sense, ask why. And I will explain it to you. And then you can make your choice on whether you're still going to do it or not. Now, if you do it and I told you not to, you're going to get in trouble. Or if we tell you not to jump on the stairs, I still laugh because my daughter, she broke her foot uh, when she was three. She, we told her, don't jump on the stairs. You're going to get hurt. Why? Because you're going to get hurt because you're going to fall. You're going to land wrong. You're going to get hurt. She did it anyways. She uh, she fractured her foot. And she'd scream. She was in a cast for like six weeks. And while Mrs. Voice Reason, of course, you know, doing the mama bear thing and holding her and trying to take care of her, I told her, I said, hey, shouldn't have done that, should you? Told you not to do that. But, hey, you needed to figure it out yourself. So this is where it actually comes from. I despised it when my parents said because I said so. Now, that's kind of a power trip thing. I am lording over you, and I told you so, therefore you need to go with it. Me being the rebel, no, if you have a logical explanation for it, then I'm cool. So when things don't make sense, ask the simple question, why? Why is this going on? Why are we doing this a certain way? Why? Just ask the simple question. And for us as the logical thinkers with the cognitive thought ability for the right side of the aisle and conservatives and constitutionalists, if you can explain the why, then it makes sense. Progressives have a tough time answering the why question because to them, gun control. Why are you pushing gun control when we see that guns are, there's close to what, two, three hundred million firearms in the private sector, close to eight billion rounds of ammunition. You're never going to repeal them. So it's a bit irrational to think you're going to go that way. Why are you doing that? Why? Because at the end of the day, it feels good. It's not productive. It's not doing anything, but it feels good. Why are young American males lashing out right now? Because we do have a bullying issue, especially on social media, where we have the keyboard warriors that feel like they can name call and be derogatory and accuse people of stupid crap and say stupid stuff on there and have no repercussion. Because if you said that in front of their face, they would probably have a bloody nose by then. But... They do it on the keyboard. Ha ha, I got them. Click. Hashtag tweet. I hate you. Whatever. We've created a scenario to allow that to happen, to isolate people even more, which gets rid of that human connection. It creates the angry male and females, both of them that hit depression, especially at that younger age like that. The bullying. But then societal 
opinions of them of you are a rapist because you're a male trying to attract a female and doing really stupid stuff and being the adrenaline junkie that you are. If someone accuses you of it, then by golly, you're automatically. I saw comments on the social media that said, Andy, uh, you're only guilty until you've been proven guilty in the court of law constitutionally. True, but you can see how that's working out with like Amber Heard and Johnny Depp with the case because it's a reputational thing to where you lose your job. You get kicked out of school. Whether it's true or not, doesn't matter. You now have that stigma against you and you're ruined from there on out. This case is actually kind of important with Johnny Depp because if he's able to beat Amber Heard, they've proven that females can destroy men just for the sake of despiting them. And that's not okay. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through the show for a pre-Friday celebration, getting you set for the Memorial Weekend. If you're able to join us tomorrow, we will be here live for a Friday. As you maybe get on the road, go to your camping site, go to the lake, whatever you're doing, hang out with us. We always appreciate that. If not, we'll be back at it on Tuesday next week. We will have a best of the program for Monday on Memorial Day. Get ready for that one, but trying to get you set up for the weekend. At the same time, the NRA convention is setting up this weekend as well. I don't want to talk much about it right now. But tomorrow we'll get into that one a little bit because, obviously, major protests now because the simple-minded folk try to think that, hey, that's the simple solution, the straw man that is the gun organization of the country, they say, is the NRA. Uh, That is the straw man that's hated on the left big time. So, uh, of course, when anything happens, they're the ones that they go to. They get the brunt of that attack. And uh, I'm just tired of talking about that. That's kind of crap. More information's coming out. We'll talk about more of it as it comes out. But until then, let's shift gears a little bit. And as... As they talking about building a straw man on different topical issues, this is something that has been lingering under the surface. It's one of those issues which concerns me because it's there, but no one focuses a whole lot on it. We know about it, but we don't spend a lot of time on it. And I think we need to kind of bring some stuff to light in our latest in what's trending. What's trending today? So, as you know, I'm sure you've heard about a concern about the food shortage going on in the world. As obviously with the war in Ukraine and Russia has caused some, but come on. I mean, obviously with them causing some issues, that's going to hit the market a little bit. There's other things going on, and I'm not quite sure where yet, but we know something else is going on. And we need to get down to the bottom of it because uh, while 
Ukraine is the breadbasket of Europe and does uh, export a lot of different grains. That can't be causing the severe shortage to the point that it is right now across the entire globe, to the point where India has actually had to rein in and has stopped a lot of their grain exports all over. And, and now, again, uh, I want to preface this by saying that in the radio industry that I am in, I have a unique take on this because of the fact that I do look at agricultural stuff. Part of the NAFB, the National Association of Farm Broadcasters, I am a member of that, and I report throughout the day, not while on this program, throughout the day, one of my daily duties is to do agricultural reports all day long, looking at agricultural news, doing hourly market reports and that sort of thing. Um that I that I do right now. So I get kind of an inside scoop to the agriculture industry. Andy, what's that have to do with politics? It has a lot to do with politics right now. There is a farm bill being discussed in Washington, D.C., which is absolutely pathetic. And not only are we dealing with eight and a half, nine percent inflation rates across the nation, we need to know what they're doing on the way back end of the food industry that's affecting us at the local level in the stores to where I just just to throw it out there you probably need to start growing your garden if you haven't done so just to have a little supplemental food some carrots or some tomatoes or some potatoes or whatever you want to grow out there Mrs. Voice of Reason has been working diligently to grow a lot of things this year so we're going to have one heck of a garden but definitely remember individuals uh, remind individuals to uh, go and do this because we're coming into some serious numbers right now and I've always said that the agricultural industry scares me. When I listen to the debates in Washington, D.C., from the agricultural committees, from the Senate and the House side, and they talk about the need for food and the demand for food and trying to uh, uh, trying to cover the ever-growing global population and how they try to condense more to have more food and more grains grow in the less amount of fields out there, but double the amount of food production to try and cover the amount of the global population it's scary and it scares the crap out of me every time i listen to these conversations about how how insustainable our food is and how vulnerable it can be and obviously with one little shakeup that we're seeing globally right now we're seeing a little bit of that to where it's going to be difficult to get some food this is what is her name her name is christina uh georgieva uh, georgieva i believe she is the International Monetary Food Managing Director talking about the food shortage and how, hey, U.S., you guys just need to produce some more. Well, the situation is indeed very dire. Before the war, already there were parts of the world where agricultural productivity dropped as a result of weather events, the Horn of Africa, but also India, uh, which could modestly uh, put some uh, export uh, for the world if that didn't happen. So the war, of course, is horrific in this environment. The yeah. fact that uh, Russia has blocked the export of grain from Ukraine translates into hunger and, yes, potentially famine in Africa, in, the, in parts of the Middle East. Uh, let me just point to you a very simple fact. Last week, because of the slowdown in China primarily, uh, some commodity prices dropped, oil dropped a bit. But food prices continue to go up, up, up. Why? Because of this artificial shortage of grain that is now uh, generated. And we do need to address that with sense of urgency by, one, calling for as much as possible openness in exports of food. So no, yeah. don't impose 
food restrictions. Don't buy more food that, than you need for your own uh, country. Wow. And two, by maximizing every increase in agriculture, uh, agricultural productivity and output. Uh, and the United States, of course, uh, uh, is a country that can uh, can do a bit more by producing a bit more. Uh, produce a bit more. United States, you guys already, you just need to produce some more agriculture. Now, some things are being done. And they're not the right things, like usual, like the shooting in Texas, like the economic issues, like the high gas prices in oil, and like the food shortage where we're having a hard time producing, shipping, or actually getting food onto the shelves at grocery stores for you, the consumer, to go out and purchase. The federal government takes the issue and goes the opposite direction of the way they actually need to. It's frustrating, but we're kind of used to it at this point because that's how bad and inefficient the federal government is. And then they're like, hey, why don't you like the government increasing in size and control over an industry like your health care and other things? Why? Because the government doesn't know what the hell they're doing. So a couple of things that they've done is they passed the Ukrainian bill for $40 billion. But inside that Ukrainian bill was also our agricultural uh, supplements as well to try and help farmers actually try and be able to grow more here in the United States. Okay, fine. Why you put it in that bill doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. I know why I take that back. They put it in there so that way it's about the farmers. So if you don't, then you're hating Ukrainians and you don't want farmers to have access to be able to grow things better. So they make it into the feel good. You need to pass this or else you hate these industries that we're trying to plug. It's typical with the federal budget, with the military, and with social programs and everything else as well. But we're used to that one. What they've also done is they've uh, they've now come out to different farmers all over the country and said the CPR contracts, which are those where you know you had to burn your crops or the government pays you to not grow those crops in certain fields to help give it a year to build up nutrients in the soil again. Because if you do it multiple times in multiple, you know, different seasons and multiple different crops throughout the year, then the nutrients in this, in the soil continues to diminish. They've gotten rid of those and said that farmers can now cancel those contracts and they can start growing again to try and replenish some of the food shortages. Other nations are just saying, we're not going to export at all. Like we're keeping things inland. We're going to keep things at home to make sure we have enough. And we're just not going to put it on the global market, which is causing some other major issues as well. But then something came to mind and I saw this headline and the aha light bulb moment kicked on for us on why they're creating this issue and this catastrophe and this disaster for a global food shortage. And it all makes sense now, which it should have been obvious and convenient for most of it, which is more control over another major industry. They did it with healthcare. They're doing it with gas. Again, they're doing it with every industry out there. Now they're doing it with the food to have more control on the industry and more control over you. Here's the headline because they're so far out in left field that they want to centralize, kill off the little guy, and promote their green new agenda. Headline from Newsmax, U.S. Department of Agriculture proposes new transparency rules for meat, poultry, and processing companies. All right, headline sounds nice. Here's what it says. The Agricultural Department, USDA, might soon require poultry companies to be more transparent about farmers getting paid as the Biden administration pushes harder to consolidate the meatpacking industry. Andy, what does that have to do with me about the meatpacking industry? Well, guess what? If you go hunting and you get a deer or a buffalo or a turkey or whatever you hunt, if you own hogs or if you own cattle or if you own chickens and you take them to a meatpacking plant, you can take them to the major Tyson company to go and do the, uh, the, the processing of the meat. Or you can take it to the local shop 
that produces it for you, that processes it, and then turns it into jerky or, or ground beef or whatever you want, and then buys it directly from there. The mom and pop shop of the industry, they're killing off to consolidate into the larger companies. Now, why would someone in the world want to do something like that? Because if there's an outbreak, guess what? They get to shut down one plant and it disrupts the entire industry because there's one plant in a state compared to 20 different plants with different local mom and pop ones. Then they took it to another level, which there's a farm bill going on at the federal level as well, the Farm Bill of 2023, where, of course, they throw in all the social programs and the SNAP program, and they say, hey, we're going to do this bill for farmers, and if you don't pass it, you hate farmers, but we're also going to pass all of the social goodies and handouts and all the other crap in these farm bills as well which is a very frustrating situation i don't want to spend time getting into that today but they're turning it into another issue including climate change one thing we're really focused on is ambition around methane this is an issue i think that hasn't been focused on in previous bills certainly right now there's not the same level of research allocated to livestock methane and there's also not incentives with methane emissions right now we know technology can get us beyond what we're getting now that is we have both products that can be used we have systems that can be implemented we also have strategies that can be used that will reduce livestock methane or redirect them. <laughs> that was Scott Faber with some environmental group talking to the Agricultural Board. While we have a food shortage, they want to put more restrictions onto the farmers that are trying to grow things, consolidate the meat processing plants, continue to export all of our food out of the country, and then wonder why we have nothing on our shelves. Are they stupid? Or do they have an agenda? Because I'm kind of confused right now. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Kind of an interesting conversation, something I don't think a lot of other people are talking about or have a little bit different take on something like this with this food shortage. There is a malicious intent, in my personal opinion, call me the conspiratorial nut, on this issue of the fact that we have a serious food crisis right now, and it's only going to get worse because, again, like the gas issue, instead of just producing more oil, boom, that would have actually lowered the gas prices, increased the supply we had, we wouldn't have to drain our reserves, everything would be fine. Everything would be hunky-dory, and we could be back down to the $2 a gallon instead of going above $4 a gallon, which is really starting to anger me. Really starting to get to me. And we went the opposite direction. Same here with the food shortage. Hey, we have a food shortage. Let's rein in on some of the exports globally. Everybody, just rein in a little bit. Hold on to yourself. Make sure you guys are good. We try to produce what we can. Try to produce a little more. Okay, you know what, farmers, if you can grow a little bit more, great. But... For those that do follow this in any way, shape, or form, and I'm not expecting a whole lot of listeners to follow the agricultural community, unless you are a farmer, uh, you know that in different parts of the world, there's been crazy drought and flooding all at the same time in different places. So the crops have been poor. You're not getting as much out of the field as what you usually do. Then at the same time, we have the breadbasket of uh, Europe. That is Ukraine not able to get product actually out and into the market, which is causing some devastation. And then the federal government themselves right now are trying to capitalize on this to do really stupid crap, which is centralized meat processing plants by saying, hey, small mom and pop shop, you don't need to be processing people's deer or cattle locally for the farmers and ranchers. You don't need to do that. You just need to go to Tyson, go to the big companies there. Then when a breakout happens from some type of recall, then it happens to Everybody, because they all came from one damn source. But again, Democrats like centralization. They like one centralized area to do it so that way they can control it. Then while we talk about ways to make things better, they focus on stupid, ridiculous stuff like green environmentalism in the ag community, which let me I'm, I'm here to tell you right now. The agricultural community, farmers and ranchers and gardeners all over the country, yet you could even have a little garden in your backyard. You could be part of the ag community right now. Someone that has some flower pots in your windowsill, you are a part of the agricultural community because you kind of get the whole living creature thing that's in that in that pot or out in your backyard. You understand the value of the environment. It's like hunters and fishers. As conservatives, who, by the way, are going to the NRA convention here in a couple of days in Houston when the Democrats are losing their minds saying that we don't care. Guess what? The hunters and the fishers and the planters and the gardeners and the farmers and the ranchers, you are the green movement because you can serve. You're the conservationists. You're the ones that like to go out and go fishing in the river and make sure that you don't get a three-eyed fish because there's a bunch of toxins in the water that made them adapt and, and start growing really weird fins on them. You're the ones that like to go hunting and go shoot a deer and appreciate the meat that was given to you by that. I love like the Ted Nugent. Remember, see, you ever see the Ted Nugent hunting show, Spirit of the Wild? It's fantastic. Or he goes crazy and he shoots them and then he does the prayer over them because that's what the Native Americans did. The fact that they were able to give their life for our nourishment. It's it's a wonder. I love Spirit of the Wild. I'll watch that show all day long. It's a great show. But you understand the conservation because you don't want the deer being sick by eating bad things from waste that it's left out there in the woods because people dumping crap. You want to be the conservationist. As a farmer and the rancher, you want to do whatever you can to take care of your soil and on your field because you want the nutrients in that soil. Because if it doesn't have the nutrients, either you're spending a buttload of money to put the nutrients into it by spraying it or 
you go broke and you can't produce. And then we have a major shortage. Ever hear about the dust bowling school? Yeah, that happened right here in Kansas where I'm at. Yeah, that was because they didn't take care of the nutrients in the in the fields. We are the conservationists. These left-wing, progressive, radical, environmentalist nut jobs don't grow anything, don't understand how agriculture actually works, doesn't understand about hunting and fishing and the conservationist movement that goes on there, and yet they want to throw their fit and use the government to centralize power and to make things like the farm bill that makes farming easier for the community that needs to farm and gives them the support they need to actually do their job that their market's completely out of their hands on how much they get at the end of the day they want to use and abuse that system for an environmental push to try and get rid of methane out of cows when we've already seen the studies showing that that does absolutely nothing to the environment that it doesn't affect us there's nothing there. We already have those studies. What are you talking about saying that you need that and that we don't know enough and that we need to try and regulate methane by centralizing the meat processing plants, by getting rid of farmers and ranchers, and then causing more of a food shortage when you're already seeing the devastating effects of that already in the in the society, when Chinese people are dr- jumping out of their apartment buildings because they have no more food and are tired of starving while they're quarantined for quote-unquote COVID. It's sad how malicious these people actually are. Podcast up a little bit. Back at it tomorrow to kick off your Memorial Weekend. Until then, this is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch The Voice of Reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media